I'm Stephen John Drew from Better Podcasting, a podcast about podcasting, part of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find fantastic geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter. But you've lost a lot of time, like me. We can help each other with that. Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. He can rewrite existence and shatter timelines. You cannot trust him. I don't care who this guy is. I just lost so much. He can give us a second chance. Let me make this easy for you. You will bring me what I need. Or everything you call a life will end. not want her to watch this. We had a deal. You thought you could win. I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. I'm sorry, Cassie. Welcome everyone to Smoking and Drinking in Capes, a superhero podcast from a couple guys who wish they had powers. This week we jump into the deep end of Phase 5, surf the quantum waves, and watch Marvel try not to wipe out on their next big bad. It's 2023's Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. But first, he's a mechanized organism designed only for handies. It's Modo. I mean, Jason. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing good, thanks. <laughs> so you like that one, huh? I like that one. That yeah, was good. That was a good one. I, I was, that was a good one. I, I, I got to give you props for that. Yeah, I was going to give you, I, I, you know, I was going to mention something about, you know, um, you being the uh, CGI model for his ass. Um, <laughs> but then, But then while I was writing it, I was like, you know, how can I get something in here about MODOK? And then... And then I was like, wait, he gives handies. 
Dude, it writes, done. it writes itself. Nicely done. Very yeah. good. Yeah, so not bad. Uh, you got any news for us today? I do have some news for whoa, us today. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. So we are recording this on Wednesday, March 1st. Yes. This is releasing on Friday, March 3rd. I know, it's going to be like pertinent news. I know, this will be like the first time in the history of either shows where the news is current. That's not true. For for a long time, Satis was was released within a week. Right, that's true, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Boy, how have we fallen. (laughs) So, all right, what what do you got for us? All right, so the first article I have comes from Variety, um, and they're talking about how the writer for Quantum Mania was surprised about the terrible reviews. Okay. So I guess he didn't see the movie? Um, you know, we'll talk about that, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so he he uh, says, and to quote, to be honest, those reviews t- took me by surprise, talking about the negative reviews, um, and that he was in a pretty low spot. Those were not good reviews, and I was like, what the ellipses trailing off? So um, basically he says that, you know, he thinks that what he wrote was um, really good. He was very, very proud of what he wrote for both Majors and Pfeiffer. Um, and that uh, he's he thinks Modoc is great, and um, he he says something about having the opportunity to do this throwback '90s dad protagonist the way Robin Williams in Hook or Jumanji feels. If he's comparing Hook and Jumanji to this film and Robin Williams' protagonist roles in each of those, I don't think he's actually seen those movies either. I. I don't, I don't see that. Yeah, yeah I, neither do I. Yeah, because for one, um, was it supposed to be Scott Lang that was? Um, yeah, I think he's saying that you know Scott Lang is this throwback '90s dad protagonist. Okay, and he was writing it with the the same kind of energy or 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 whatever in the style of, you know, the Robin Williams protagonist, which would have been Peter Pan and Hook, or I can't remember his character's name in Jumanji, but the the little boy that ended right. up getting sucked into Jumanji and spent 20 beginning. years there. Yeah. So he's got a chance to redeem himself with uh, Avengers the Kang Dynasty. So he's currently he's, developing. He's the writer for that? Yeah, he's currently developing the script for that. Okay. So what are the odds that he's going to be the final developer of that script? Um I'd say I'd say that they're going to bring somebody else in to help. <laughs> now wait, to is quote is, unquote help? Yeah, is Kang Dynasty the first one or the second one? I think that's the first Avengers. Okay. Movie. Because they're doing a two-parter type of deal again, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think we know. Oh no, no, uh, the second one is Secret Wars. 
Avengers oh. Secret Wars. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, is that it? For this one, yes. For that one? All right. What else you got? All right. So for the second one, also from Variety, Chris Pine says that the Star Trek film franchise feels like it's cursed. Um, Film franchise? Yes. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it it so. can't quite get off a high center. Yeah, he says he's painfully out of the loop when it comes to news about the film franchise. J.J. Uh, Abrams said that the Star Trek IV script is in a good place. Uh, he says it's the first time since the original reboot that we have a story that feels as compelling as the first one. But Chris Pine is still out of the loop. Pine says that he doesn't know anything about the the IV script um, and that it's kind of frustrating he says he's not sure why Star Trek was ever built to do a business where it tries to compete with the Marvels of the of the world. He says his his thought was why aren't we just appealing to this rabid fan group and making the movie for a good price and going on our merry way instead of trying to compete with the Marvels of the world. Right. I can yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, so can I. I mean that it makes more sense to It makes more sense to focus on those people that that enjoy the franchise and bring you know the, the the people that you can into the franchise but if you try and cast too large of a net you're just watering everything down and nobody's happy right and you know those that are gonna watch the movies probably watch the shows you right. know um so they're they're expecting a certain uh, cadence or 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 story feel, you know. Right. They're not. They're not. I'm not looking for. Yeah. No. Uh, you know. I like. I like that. It. You know. It's updated or modernized a bit, and and there's a little bit of flashy in there. But, I mean, they've done that with strange new worlds pretty dang well and are still still within the realm of of the t- the the previous tv shows you know i wouldn't know yeah because you it. yeah you should i mean you have paramount plus right now i do have paramount plus right now. commercial yeah. commercial free Commercial free. Yeah. So I mean you could you could binge that shit pretty I quickly. Just don't have any time. Oh you know how many shows I'm having to watch right now and oh, what little time yeah. I have available. I I know how many shows you're having <laughs> yeah, to watch. So. <laughs> I feel the burn as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we are gluttons for punishment, apparently. We are. Yeah, because yeah, somebody had a bright idea. Oh, hey, look, you said, Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, well, I was drunk. Uh, yeah, weak moment. Weak moment. All right. Um, so Chris Pine may or may not be in the next one. May or may not be. He doesn't yeah. know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Hell, they could they could rewrite it and um, you know redo Picard or something. He'd be the last to know. Yep, he would be. All right. What else you got? All right. So third and final. Uh, from The Verge, it says that HBO Max's Dune series has lost a lead actress and a director. What? So uh, HBO Max, um, along with the Dune movies that it's producing or 
that Warner Brothers is producing right now, HBO Max, was also going to launch a Dune TV series called Dune the Sisterhood. Right? Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Well, it's apparently on a lengthy hiatus. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> HBO put s- some show on a lengthy hiatus. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that doesn't sound like... Yeah, um, it, it definitely doesn't track with HBO no. Max's current track history, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Th- this this pattern is way out. Yeah, field. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So it'll. It, I don't know that we'll ever see doing the sisterhood, but you know, chances are we probably won't. But anyways, it's not canceled. It's just on hiatus. However, uh, since it's on hiatus, the actress Shirley Henderson, um, one of Dune Sisterhood's lead uh, actresses, as well as the director Johan Rank, who was slated to direct the first two episodes, they both pulled out of Dune the Sisterhood. Well. Who? Yeah, yeah. Oh well. I, I'm. I'm okay. <laughs> I was kind of looking forward to seeing the Dune series because I mean HBO has done some really really good series in the past. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, let's get through the movie first. I I mean. You can do two things at once. But can you? Well, it's Warner Brothers that's doing the movies. HBO Max is... Yeah? Are you sure about that? Pretty sure. Why? Well, I mean, they're shelving movies left and right as well, so... Yeah, but they're way too far into this. They've already started production on Dune. Well, that didn't stop that woman. Yeah, that's true. You're so, right. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think this, this is... has a. I think this has a little more cloud, especially with part one doing as well as it did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll see. We'll see. I hope it goes, because I mean, part one was good. Yeah, part one was good. I want to see part two. I think they'll do a really good job with part two. So. Yeah. All right. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Man. All right. Pod crawl then? I brought three. I know. We're lucky if you bring three. Dude, I bring three, sometimes four. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I do. Sometimes, most of those are like quarter articles. Well, I, I can't, I can't help it. Hell. Just somebody's Twitter feed? Well, look. Sometimes Elon has some exciting things to say. No, never. No, I don't even Twitter, tweet, <laughs> bird, something, pod crawl. All right, let's do it. Thanks. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. A long time ago in a quantum realm far, far away, Janet Van Dyne was going about her quantum realm chores when a ship crashes nearby in a quantum realm field. Janet runs to investigate, but is slowed down by quantum realm spiders. After she defeats the spiders, Janet meets Kang. The two work together to fix his ship so they can both escape. Back in present day, Scott Lang is enjoying his newfound celebrity status as the savior of Earth. 
Little Cassie isn't little anymore and has been toying with a way to map out the quantum realm. This scares Janet and she pulls the plug. Unfortunately it's too late and the device turns on from the other side and we get another portal to danger. Marvel really likes their danger portals. <laughs> the group is separated and found by different quantum people. Scott and Cassie find refuge with a group of freedom fighters, but are soon tracked down by mechanized organism designed only for killing or modok. Apparently, Darren from the first Ant-Man survived the shrinking process and is now a giant head baby thing with laser beams. The two are captured and taken to see Kang. Kang threatens Scott with Cass's death if he doesn't retrieve the device that Janet broke to keep him from escaping. Many moons ago, Janet fixed the power core to Kang's ship, but was given a glimpse of what Kang had done in the past. It turns out that this Kang is a conquering Kang and destroyed entire timelines. The other Kang variants banded together and exiled him to the quantum realm so he couldn't hurt anyone else. After seeing this, Janet embiggened the power core so it couldn't be used in his ship and trapped him there forever. Back in present time, Scott shrinks the core back down to save his daughter, but Kang changes his mind and takes Cassie and Janet back with him to begin his mission to dominate other timelines, but this time, with an army. The ant team band together with smart ants and raid the main city to try and stop Kang. They eventually stop him, shrink him into the core, destroy the core, and live happily ever after. Cue the council of Kang's going apeshit that the MCU Earth are dabbling in the multiverse and Loki and Mobius find a variant Kang in 1900s credits. Alright, 2023's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Um, thoughts? Initial uh, yeah. thoughts. So, you know I don't like the Ant-Man movies to you, begin with. Uh, yes, yes, I know. And yeah, this was no exception. This, this was didn't help. definitely the weakest of the three. I will agree with that. I, I will agree. Um... I, this didn't, this didn't feel like an Ant-Man movie to me, um, you know, because the, the other two, the other two Ant-Man movies are, are relatively low stakes or, well, let's not say low stakes, relatively self-contained. Right. Um, and more more known for lightheartedness slash comedy leaning sort of story. Um, right. This, this was more, this, this was, was not funny. This, this was more drama with very little comedy in it. You know, it was more dramatic. I mean, even I'm the Bill say. Murray part wasn't really all that funny. Dude. And I don't see it. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you have Bill Murray in your film in a more comedic role. I mean, he's done some serious roles and you wouldn't expect, you know, Bill Murray to be funny in a in a serious role. But right. this was not really a serious role. How do you how do you have Bill Murray in your film and not make Bill Murray funny? You know, I I could have done with somebody else and been just fine. There was Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they didn't was, utilize Bill yeah. Murray as Bill Murray. Right. Right. And yeah, and I and I think it was it was I'm not going to say too action oriented because I mean, there were some pretty decent action scenes in the first two. Um but it was it was too high stakes. Um, I, 
I don't know. I didn't dislike it. But well, I it, did. But it is the weakest one, and, you know, I'm not, I don't know. It was all over the place. Was, I didn't like the way it looked. I didn't like, I didn't like the feel of the movie. I didn't like the character portrayals. I mean, the the way they they treated Scott Lang was okay. I mean, he was basically focused on keeping his daughter safe. I understand that. Yeah, this was a sort of um, I need to let my daughter grow up moment. Things like that. So I understand that the the whole father daughter type uh, thing going on, but the rest of it, no, I, I didn't. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, it, it was a little bit. It was a little bit everywhere, um, and not enough. In one, I'm not gonna say not like setting one place, but not enough. There wasn't enough focus on individual pieces. I don't, uh, you know, to bring it together. I think. Yeah. It jumped. It jumped around. It had the feel of an Avengers movie with essentially four cast members instead of like 10, right? In, yeah, term, it, in terms of how quickly it moved from piece to piece. It had kind of competing A stories, right? Right. We had, we had, uh, we had Scott and his daughter, right. Cassie. And then we had the the Pim Van Dyne uh, trio, yeah, trio mm-hmm. or or storyline against Kang. It, it was it was too much. I mean, they needed to back one of those plot lines off a little bit and make that the the secondary story in order to make the primary story shine. Now, whichever one that they focused on, it should have been probably the Scott Lang storyline because he's the main protagonist in the movie. Yeah. But everybody was, everybody was fighting for screen time too much. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. Um, It was, it was like, it was like, Oh, this is an Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. We need to try to keep the Wasp involved. Oh, but we have two Wasps now. So, we need to really make sure that they're there. Oh, we're in the quantum realm, so she's the she's the uh, uh, you know the professional. She's the she's the uh, what am I trying to what am I trying to say? She's the professional. You know, this is her realm. That she's the one that knows everything. Well, yeah, she's the she's the native at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah, or the local. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing that kind of irked me too was. She was villainized in the quantum realm, even though she was the one that, you know, she didn't know that Kang was was who he was until right. the very end. She was the one that actually kept Kang from leaving the quantum realm. And so then Kang decided to start taking over the quantum realm. And she was actually fighting against Kang. But yet right. when she came back, she was villainized. I, I didn't quite understand that. I know that she left, the and only, maybe people thought that you know she had abandoned them. But yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is is maybe maybe she was 
But was she that, that crucial track. to the right. fucking rebellion? That's what that, I was thinking. Is it, it fell apart without her? Because if that's the point, if that's the case, they didn't have a fucking rebellion. Right. Well, and it kind of looks like, you know, it kind of looks like there isn't much gadgetry or or science type stuff outside of Kang and his super suit uh, without Janet. I guess potentially. Because it all looks pretty. I'm not going to say primitive, but it all looks, you know, they're they're riding they're riding flying creatures and that kind of stuff, not ships, right? So well, yeah, but those those creatures in the quantum realm. I mean, they're kind of mechanical, mechanical, bio, uh, organic, mechanical, right. organic. Well, I was thinking of the 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 stingray ships. I wasn't thinking about the houses. So oh, much. yeah. Well, no, not even the houses, but yeah, the, the Stingray. But I was talking about those little, basically, motorcycle analogs that they had at that one point where they were zooming all around them and shit. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't Techno know. Techno-organic, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, it's it just it seemed, it seemed a little weird that, that Janet was hated. I mean, I can understand them hating her because she left. You know, she caused Kang, whether she meant to or not, and then she ended up just leaving instead of, you know, trying to fix the problem. Um, but he, and that actually leads into a question that I was going to ask is, do you agree with Janet's decision to keep the secret about Kang? Um, I mean, not really. I don't, I don't see why she kept the secret about Kang. It didn't make much sense to me why she would keep that secret. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like she can't see the future. Right. And Kang seemed like, you know, he crashed there. He was, as far as she knew, he wasn't a bad guy. He was, she was just trying to help him get back and getting back to the real world or her dimension as well. So it was mutually beneficial to both of them. Yeah. And when she did find out what kind of person he was, she stopped him from going back and, and basically destroying the universe. Right. And at that time, she that was, you know, that was the only way that she was going to get back, right? Right. That she knew of. So, so she sacrificed her only ride home. Right. To keep him from destroying the universe. Right. So here's here here's where I've got a slight issue. Okay. She's afraid of the quantum realm because of Kang. Yep. However, in Ant Man Two, in the end credits, they're jumping into the quantum realm willy nilly to grab healing right. shit. Yeah. Right. I was going to bring that up too. And, yeah. And she didn't seem to have a, a problem with that. Now, well, she didn't seem to really have a problem when Hank came down to, to rescue her either. Right. Right. And here's what I was going to think. What I'm thinking is, you know, when they're jumping in to get the healing shit, maybe, maybe they haven't gone small enough so they're not like because it looks like there's like layers right to to the well and that's that's another issue that i've got is because they're retconning 
what the quantum realm is. So they they dropped a couple of different lines in the movie Mm -hmm. that said that when you travel to the quantum realm, you're actually traveling to a different dimension. Right. So they're bringing in the multiverse into the quantum realm, and the quantum realm is just basically another dimension in the multiverse instead of being, you know, the quantum size normal universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that kind of irks me a little bit, too, that they're retconning that bullshit. Yeah. Because I had a problem with the quantum realm from the get-go. I mean, you can't have (laughs) – it just doesn't work. The, the the physics, no matter how how much you twist it, and I eventually just you know threw it away as okay, it's it's just Marvel fucking physics, but the physics just doesn't work. What are you talking about? You there's that small. There's quantum foam, <laughs> right? We talked about. Wait, did did we talk about? No, we haven't talked about that. Yet. Uh, we haven't talked about that yet. We'll That's talk in the about, future. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about. We're going to talk about that next week. Yeah. Yep. But yet we already did. Oh, damn it. Time travel. Yeah, I know. Time travel. I'm Kang. Time is not. We're going to be fucking immersed in time travel this summer. God. This is going to be great. (laughs) Great. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was, I had a little bit of an issue with, with her deciding to keep things a secret. Um, Because if. Now, I mean, obviously, they. I'm going to say that they didn't know what they were doing after Infinity War. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. A hundred percent. So they weren't quite sure what to do. Um, but still, uh, I just, it, it just, it didn't quite tag together it's like she did a 180 right and and you know and they could have they could have fixed that if or they could have they could have yeah they could have fixed that little issue if they would have mentioned something along the lines of you know well how deep are you going you know type of type of situation as you know and 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 her saying that's too deep you don't need to do that stop it turn it off that kind of deal Right, yeah, and and then I could have I could have been like, I I could have glossed over that because it kind of. Well, I mean, sh- but that that means that the quantum realm has different depths. I mean, I, what what defines the quantum realm? First off, right. I don't know how, how small do you have to get to, in order to be in the quote unquote quantum realm. I don't I don't know. Are there other in, realms above the quantum realm? I mean, how does how does micro, that all work? They, microscopic realm. I don't. Right. I don't know. Right. They didn't, well, they didn't, they've never really explained that. Right. And, but, you know, they do show that to an extent in the fact that it's like, like both Scott and They just and show a Hank, bunch of. Yeah, but they showed both Scott and Hank shrinking in stages. Yeah, but all they did was they, they showed them shrinking and they changed the background from yellow squid to, you know, pink jellyfish it's i mean there's no differentiation between that it's it's you know lsd or psilocybin which whichever one you're tripping on i guess depends upon what level you go down to what if what if it's a little bit of both i i don't know maybe you're in between those two levels Mm. okay all right 
Yeah, so th- that was one of that was one of my uh, not quabble necessarily. Well, yeah, it was a bit of a quabble, but it was it was more one of those. Okay, this doesn't you know why is she mad all of a sudden, right? And then it's like, okay, why didn't you say anything when you were doing it the first time? Right. You know, so I can understand not saying anything when when Henry came down to or Hank came down to get her. You know, she's more excited about there being a way out. Um, but yeah, I just yeah. yeah well, so the problem another problem that I have is They've gone to the quantum realm how many times now in between two and this movie, two and three? Because not only was he oh, down there were... for like five years in the quantum realm whenever they got dusted, but the Avengers were traveling left and right through the fucking right. quantum realm yeah, I didn't going even think... to the past and the future. I didn't even think about them using the quantum realm to, to do the time travel thing. Um, and we don't know how long, and cause Kang well, never showed up in any of that. Right. And, but on, on Scott's thing, he wasn't, uh, according to him, he was only there for like five minutes, not five years. Right. Because time, time moves differently. Is, yeah. 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 But still, I mean, it just, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It, it's like, but if that's the case, then whenever they got back after this movie, because they were down there for days, right? Yeah. I mean, at least a couple of days. Yeah. So if he was only down there for five minutes and it was five years. Different layer, dude. <laughs> whatever. You yeah. can't just fucking willy dilly change, you know, time dilation like well, that. Oh, well, okay. No, no. See, I can. Okay. So the little sphere thing in a jigger was some sort of time device, right? So because it allowed him to go, it was a multi uh, multi dimensional portal thing in a jig, so he could go to other universes at whatever time he wanted to. So they popped back a little bit after when they had popped in. That's the only thing I can think of is that you could write that off as Janet saying, "Okay, well, let's go back to when we." popped out you know because you can't go back to before you popped out because then you'd see yourself and then you would like start like i don't know having convulsions a la doc uh biff tannin right i, I mean maybe maybe but regard uh, any anyway so they so didn't say any of that they didn't but i, I that's kind of what i'm thinking is you know because you could go he could go to any dimension at any time. I mean, he even said that, that, you know, my ship allows me to travel across the dimensions. Um, I can take you back to where it was like you never left type of deal. Right. Sure. So, so it had that capability. Course, so that's, that's going to be odd. You know, her popping yeah. back, you know, five minutes later, she's like 25, 30 years older. Right. <laughs> right. And then what, what happens in the, but then she would never get, re- well, okay, so if she got popped back, she wouldn't have had to have been rescued. So, yeah, never mind. I was going to say, then she would never have gotten rescued and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so so I didn't like that. Um, well, let's talk about King, though. Or and I, what? How do you think Jonathan Majors did? I thought he did an excellent job. I mean, okay. he, was, he was the cold calculating Kang. 
mm-hmm. that, I mean, that you would expect Kang to conquer after, you know, living for however long he's lived and seeing all the shit that he's seen. He was, he was yeah. basically a cold calculating psychopath. Right. But who's going to be the big bad? If, if this particular Kang has been like shrunk or blipped into the sphere and then that sphere was broken, who's, which Kang is going to, I don't know. You have a bunch to pick from. Yeah. That was, that was the dumbest scene in the entire movie. When he got like sucked in. No, when they oh. showed all the fucking Kangs. Dude, they were going ape shit for yeah, like no reason. They were just fucking raging. Growing yeah, out. And I was like, what the fuck for? This is dumb. Why are they acting this way? Yeah. Like how did how did these fucking tools come up with this advanced technology enough to be able to do interdimensionary interdimensional travel? Yeah, I don't I don't know. That, that was that the was dumbest weird. shit. The only th- so the only thing I can think of though is that maybe maybe the big bad Kang is going to be the Kang that's in charge of the TVA in Loki season two. You know the the you you know we were teased with the fact not in this movie but at the end of the Disney Plus show you, we were teased that Kang's in charge of the TVA right because there's there's statues of them. Right. So maybe it's maybe that one is the big bad, and if that's the case, unless they do something between now and Kang Dynasty in the movies themselves, I have a problem with that because now you're forcing people to get a subscription to be able to follow along with the narrative. Yeah. And that's one of the criticisms that Disney has, has come, uh, has come across or, mm-hmm. or people have leveled at Disney is that it's too hard to just follow what's happening in the movies because of all the shows that tie in. So if you're not watching the shows along with the movies, then you really have no idea what's happening in the movies. Well, And I think that's what Feige is going to try and address with the future movies is that they're going to be more standalone. Right. And you don't have to, you don't have to be watching the series in order to understand what's going on in the, in the movies or the, the larger story arc. Right. But I, so I have, I don't, I don't see that necessarily. Um, just in turn, like there hasn't been a movie really up until this one. Well, not even this one, but there really hasn't been a movie that relied on what happened in a Disney Plus show necessarily. I mean, no, not necessarily. I'm, I'm trying to think. Hawkeye. I mean, most of the Disney shows came out tour after the end of the third right uh, phase, anyway. So, yeah, so and Phase uh, Four was kind of a shit show in terms of movies yeah. in and of itself. So, so Hawkeye was pretty self-contained. WandaVision, yeah. 
relatively... Oh, no, no, no. So Doctor Strange, if you didn't watch WandaVision, you had no fucking clue what was happening in Doctor Strange. You had no idea why Wanda just went off the fucking deep end. That's true. Okay, yep, I will give you that one. Yep, that one... I, I, yep, I totally forgot about that one. Um, I was going to say WandaVision just kind of picked up and told about her grief, but then, yeah, she, she ended up with the dark hold at the end. I, I got you. So, so that one, okay. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, not necessarily other, other than he became Captain America. And unless they address, you you know, we don't know how they're going to address that. Right. In, in the other one, other than the fact that that at the end of Infinity War, he brought the shield back, and then you can just assume that it, you know, Bucky knew it was for um, Sam, right? So you can kind of tie two and two together there. Well, but then to you could the also lead. say that maybe Bucky was going to take the shield too. Right, right. But we'll have to see how they play that. Right. Right. Yeah, we don't so, know how that's going to tie into the new Captain America yet. Right. Lo- Loki has been pretty much self-contained up until credits of this one, right? I mean, because you didn't need to know about He Who Remains necessarily for this show, um, for Ant-Man. Um, but it, it, it would have helped whenever he started talking about the multiverse. Yes, Yes, it would have helped for that because then all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, there's a multiverse type of deal. I, I understand that, but it wasn't. It wasn't like key information was left out. It, it yeah, was, but imagine you didn't watch Loki, and you just came into Quantum Mania. Okay, and he starts talking about how all of these diverging timelines had to be pruned in order to to save the universe or whatever he was talking about, because that's what he was talking about. King the Conqueror is basically the one that pruned all of the timelines into the main timeline that we get whenever we go into Loki, right? Maybe. Maybe he's the one? I don't don't think there's a maybe about it. It's hard to say because of time travel. (laughs) But, but, But here's the thing. We've or, we already know about the multiverse because of Doctor Strange. We know a little bit about the multiverse, but not in terms of the different diverging timelines like what Kang was talking about. Right. Or the concept of, you know, that there's supposed or variants. to be... Yeah, variants or whatever. Yeah, we don't know about that concept. All right. I got you. Um, She-Hulk, nothing. Doesn't really yeah. matter. Let's just ex- let's just pretend She-Hulk was a bad dream. Yeah. Um, we had too many tacos. Went to bed mm. too early. Oh, I hate it when and I have Mexican it was just, taco dreams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bad Mexican taco dreams. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, they've been kind of self uh, for the most part. There, there are the, the those outliers. They've been kind of sort of self-contained. Well, those uh, outliers comprise like 50% of the films that came out in phase four. I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. What were we talking about? We kind of. <laughs> tying in the. Tying yeah. Tying in everything the, uh, in. Yeah. yeah tying yeah. in the shows with the films. Yeah. 
Yeah, the fact just, that you have to you have to have a damn subscription to right, Disney Plus right, in order right, to right. understand what in the fuck is going on in right, the overarching story. Yeah, if if you lived under a rock and didn't know that there was a Loki uh, Disney Plus show, Loki and Mobius showing up at at the thing, it's like, what the hell? He's dead, right? right? So so I can I can understand that. Again. In credit stuff is sometimes teasers. Sometimes it has no bearing on what's happening in the future. But you know, but this one does. But this one does. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who the big bad's gonna be if it's not Kang the Conqueror, um, which is what this Kang was. Um, you know, or unless. Kang the Conqueror gets out of the sphere somehow. I don't. I mean, is that even possible? I don't. I don't know. Seems kind of like he would have been, you know, destroyed. Well, I. Well, here's the thing: Ant Man and Wasp went into a larger version of the sphere, shrank it down, or shrank some sort of essence of the sphere down. And yet somehow blipped themselves back out of the sphere after it had. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe yeah, you got a point. You got a point. Uh, that that was that was a little weird. It's like uh, what? What? It's it's not like they jacked in and it was a construct or something. I mean, they like. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that that was weird. Um, yeah. All right. So I do have. Um, I, I and I had I liked I had a quabble about the the costumes, um. So I kind of like the idea that they have some sort of, um, Iron Man double tap thing going on. They're not nano suits. Uh, they, they look like they just kind of like envelop them. How right. the, how that happens, I don't know. We're just gonna Magic. We're gonna hand wave over that, um. But, and it was really obvious, um, and I've noticed this, and this is based off of a meme. Have you seen the meme out there about young MCU superheroes? No. Okay, so there's a meme out there that says... I gotta look this up now. Yeah, there's a there's a meme out there that says you can tell which characters are supposed to be young Avengers or young heroes or whatever, and it's because Disney makes their costume have Converse shoes. <laughs> so Hawkeye. In Hawkeye, uh, Kate Bishop, Converse shoes. Miss Marvel, red Converse shoes. Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Cassie, purple Converse shoes. Right? So so my, my quabble about this is, you, you know, it... it for the most part, it looks like Hank and not Hank, but uh, it looks like Scott and and Janet, not Janet, Jesus, um, Hope, <laughs> Scott and Hope wear normal everyday clothes, right? Uh, you know, uh-huh. they're wearing normal shoes, normal clothes, or whatever. They get sucked in. Um, they turn it on and shit happens, right? And part of their suit is now Ant-Man's got boots on or whatever, 
right? Some sort of, I, I just, it, it's a onesie type of deal, you know? So why, why does, why is Cassie's suit got, you know, it pops out Converse shoes instead of boots? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it just, it was, it was, now granted, I saw the meme before I saw the the movie, and so it did stick out. But even even if it didn't stick, even if I hadn't seen the meme, it did stick out in the fact that, you know, she's got this bright white trim at the bottom of her shoes, and nobody else did, right? It didn't match the rest of every, the other two's suits, you right. know. Which you know, you would think that there would be some sort of common aesthetic because it's the same sort of technology. Yeah, I don't see this meme. I think oh, you're making this up. Oh, man. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> I saw it on Facebook a few. There it is. There it is. I found it. Uh, let me. Let me pull it up. There you go. Put it in Discord. Ugh. Making me go to Facebook. That's the only place that I saw it quickly. How do you tell the audience that the characters are young? Let them wear monfers. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yep. Yep. Um, and if you want to see it, you can go to the um you can go to the Gunna Geek uh Discord channel um uh server and look in the memes channel. And uh, you will see it posted on uh, March 1st. Uh, I did that terribly. Um, apparently, it didn't want to do that. Uh, so Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's take a screenshot instead. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, we're going to delete that out. Let's try this again. Copy image. And you can get to the Gunna Geek Discord by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash discord. No, smoking and drinking in capes forward slash discord. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> We're doing the capes one, dude. <laughs> Not the space one. Yeah. So uh, there you go. March 1st, uh, I posted it. Uh, you, you can you can take, take a gander back uh, and go from there. But uh, yeah, so so that was one of my, uh, you know, I I had noticed it, and mostly because you know they showed it or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know, and it wasn't Hawkeye. Sorry, it was uh, America Chavez or Chavez. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, but I think even I think I think Kate was wearing Converse. I think she was too. Po- I'm kind of curious now. Let's. Uh... Kate Bishop Hawkeye D plus. No, no, she's wearing boots. Yeah. Yep, yep, she's wearing boots. But she's kind of an older, she's kind of an older, uh, younger, young Avenger. Um, Cause I want to say she's that she's not that old. She's what, twenty around twenty, twenty two. Okay, <laughs> all the others are like, what, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, somewhere in there. So you have to be you have to be under under twenty one to uh, sport Converse. Oh, is that the rule? That is the rule. You didn't 
You didn't know that? I, I didn't know that, no. Oh. Well, now you know. Huh. I can't believe you didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Well, just keep watching. It'll I'm happen. not uh I'm not up to uh up up and I'm not up to date on my converse law. So Oh. Oh, okay. Well, there's one of them. There's one of them. Yep. That's a uh it's a well-known fact. All right. Uh any other issues? Well, I mean, there's a lot of issues. I mean, did the you entire any, movie is an right. issue. Did you have did you have any glaring quabbles? That really just irked the hell out of you. We could we could spend another hour talking about my glaring okay. quaffles. It's, right. it's just a shit fucking movie. All right, what about the CGI? The CGI wasn't actually bad in this. No, one. I thought it was. I thought it was quite good. Um, it's still too fucking dark, but it's not quite as dark as as all the other ones. You can actually still see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and I thought I thought the the um. You know, kind of the scene CGI's. You know, when they were flying on the on the stingray and those kind of deal, the 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 scenery type CGI. I thought I thought that was well done, and a lot of that was uh, highly lit. Right, that was a lot of that was brightly lit. Right, right. So, but like the battle at the end, battle um, at the end was a little any of the any of the yeah. battles. Yeah. So the battle in the middle where they uh, they raided the the rebel camp. Uh, that was all fucking dark. Uh, the battle at the end was pretty fucking dark. Um, well, you of course, know. whenever they were going toward uh, the or trying to shrink down the the orb, that was pretty dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that had a lot of of action and CGI combined was was fairly dark. But yeah, all the rest of it was was fine. Yeah. Now I do. I did chuckle just a little bit um, when Baskin Robbins was involved, <laughs> because you know because that's kind of been a running, that's been a running yeah. joke in Ant Man. It even was brought up in in Ghostbusters. Um, you know we yeah. talked we talked about that in <laughs> yeah, in terms of it. Funny. Yeah, in yeah, terms Ghostbusters of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Right, right. We talked about that on when we reviewed that. So I I I kind of chuckled at that. Um, I even chuckled when a a uh, Baskin Robbins Scott Lang showed up um, inside the <laughs> thing. Out of all of them, right, Every, like a bunch of Ant Man suits, and then there's just yeah. this one guy. And it's like, where the hell did he come from? <laughs> right? Yeah. So that was that was funny. Yeah. So uh, it didn't. It did have a couple of funny right. moments. So the uh, the alien, the first time the alien said, you know, drink me. Yes, and you, you find out that you know drinking that, and that was that was kind of a quabble that I had. But you know this this plot device where you drink some of this alien and you're able to understand everybody's speech. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah, a babble okay. fish. Yeah, that that was that was fucking lazy, is what that was. But I went past it. But then the alien just got way too overdone. He I was, have holes. Yeah, yeah, that was. The the alien was funny for a moment, but they tried to make him kind of this, this this running gag. This yeah. um, he he was basically the the clown of the of the episode, yeah, or the movie, yeah. It just I, didn't work. I liked 
I I liked the 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 light dude the the you know the gla- the light cannon head alien I don't know what his name was you know the one that had that shot yeah, a laser yeah. beam I liked that one I thought that that was a I thought that was I mean, good. it was kind of clever and then they yeah. killed him off and right. I was like nah oh well well I mean I liked I liked the the CGI on it was good. I liked it. It it yeah. looked it looked real real. But clean. I didn't care about the character. No. When he died, I was like, mm, yeah, okay, yeah. I just I thought it was I thought it was a cool design. It was. Um, I liked. I thought the aliens that are the different creatures inside the quantum realm were kind of nice. Uh, it it was twists on things that we have you know everyday things like broccoli dude. Right, you know, I thought I thought that was kind of clever of taking things that are in our our universe and that that, that's another thing that kind of annoyed me is is where did all of these different creatures come from? Did they all evolve out of this this quantum realm, or did they come from different places? I mean, this this menagerie of of different and, and totally weird and and non-related you know yeah i don't uh, know creatures it it just it was distracting right mostly it it reminded me um it reminded me of valerian which you haven't seen i have not um next time it is host choice that's what we're doing because you pick strange days so next time we're doing valerian but I picked a good movie. You haven't seen Valerian. You don't know. I, I've read enough about it. Uh, you know, I liked it. Okay, so <laughs> okay, suck it up. Anyway, Fair so enough. yeah, it seemed like Valerian, where it was the quantum realm was more of a hub of for different species. But then it's like, okay, if it's a hub, why can't why don't they, they just leave? leave? Yeah, yeah, why can't they leave? Um, so. I, yeah, they didn't quite. Uh, they didn't. They yeah. They didn't explain that at all. Um, but all right. Anything else? Nope. Okay. Good. We're kind of we're getting getting towards the end here. Uh, let's do the superpower roll call, sir. Uh, superpower roll call. Yep. Who are you going with? Oh man, this is a hard one. Um, I mean, nobody really had superpowers. It was all basically technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Loki's powers. I'll go magic. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta put a. I gotta put a uh, asterisk on this thing for your only main main movie only. Yeah, it was part of the main movie. No, that was a credit scene at the very, very end. It's part of the entire movie. The credits are part of the movie. Man, man, yeah. I'm gonna start. No credit teasers. Um. All right, fine, whatever. Um. I went. I was. I was. Tossing between Ant Man and Kang. Um. Ultimately, I went with Ant Man because. Kang relied, in this particular movie, Kang relies too much on his suit to get things done, whereas Ant-Man 
is able to get the shit beat out of him. Well, I was going to say Ant-Man is able to kind of you know, do other things. It's not just the fact that he can change sizes to an extent. Yeah, but he did oh, get Oh, that's another thing that pissed me off about this movie is they changed the fucking physics of the suits again and and their their size. So now they don't it oh. Before in the movies, they said that they kept the same mass. Right. So they it's a bullet instead of so a... So it's basically a bullet. But now, whenever they, you know, jump and then shrink, it's it's just like a pea hitting you. Yeah. Fucking inconsistency between movies. Yep, that's true. I didn't even think about that one. Physics. It works different in the quantum realm. <laughs> Whatever. Yep. All right. You have awards? I mean, really, it does, but not in the way the movie shows. Yes, yeah, I've got sure. awards. All right. Uh, Black Lung. Black Lung. I'm trying to think. Nobody really smoked. Um, I'll uh, I'll give it to Honorary Logan. All right. Um. And I just came up with this one because I didn't have anything at all uh, either. But then I remembered, I'm going to give it to the henchmen uh, when they went after the rebel group because the the lady with the staff, every time she hit one of them, they basically vaporized. They they okay. they turned into smoke. Okay. Yeah. Look, at least I tried. <laughs> you know, uh, head lush. Uh, you know, I'm going to give it to. I'm going to give it. To Scott for drinking the goo. Um, well, actually, anybody that drank the goo, because the other three drank the goo also right. as shots. But, you know, mostly Scott, because he was freaking out um, until he had to drink the goo. And and it wasn't just like a shot, man. They like, they waterboarded his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how about you? Uh, mine's going to go to Bill Murray's character for mm-hmm. ordering those drinks with the weird-looking squid thing in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the squid then, came yeah, back to fight. Yeah, and then he, well, he basically sucked his down, and you mm-hmm. could hear him crunch into it. And then he got eaten by one that got blown up, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, what about uh, player? Player, 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 player. Well, Scott already had, Ca- um, or not Cassie, but... Uh, Hope. Hope, and yeah. Hope already had Scott, so that doesn't work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm going to give it to Janet uh-huh. for getting it on with uh, uh-huh. Murray's character back whenever she was trapped in the quantum realm. Right. Do a times two on that. That was that is yeah. exactly what mine was. It was Janet she getting it needs. on. She had needs. She had needs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Hank was okay with that. Well, he had needs, too. <laughs> it was okay. It was fine. All right, uh, purple hippo for me is uh, you know I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it to Darren um, for you know basically <laughs> blipping out of existence and then turning into nothing but a giant head and a butt. Yeah, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll do that one too. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I do. So so and and I read an article. Um, uh, so I tried to, I avoided every, anything, you know, if it said something about Ant-Man, I basically ignored it uh, until I watched the, the movie. Um, but I read an article and 
I thought it was clever how they designed Modok in this one because in the fir- in the first Ant-Man, the first thing to go was Darren's limbs when he got shrunk. Like his whole body and his limbs, then his torso, and then his head was the last thing to poof out of existence. Right. So I thought it was kind of clever uh, when I read this article. I it, I was like, hey, that's kind of clever as to why they made the design choice that they did in big head, tiny arms, because by the time he got down there, the other stuff had shrank more than what he had or whatever, you know? Or, but I mean, that's how Modoc looked in the comics and that, too. But they had to explain it. They had to give a reason as to why he looked that way. You know, he can't just say, well, he was that way because he was that way. But why yeah. did his head get so much bigger? His head did get bigger. His body shrank. No, his head was big. His head was yes, but his, his bigger than everybody else's. Well, that's true. Well, because he was a big dude to begin with. I don't what? I don't, I don't know. He came from Earth. Look, I don't know. They all came from Earth. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all right, fine. All right. Um, no, I get where you're coming from. That yeah, was yeah. that was clever. All right. Yeah. What about you? What was your purple hippo? Oh, you said Darren I just told too. You. That's right. You were saying Darren too. That's right. Why don't you ever listen to me? <laughs> because you never listen to me. So sometimes <laughs> I just have to. I have reasons to not ever listen to <laughs> you. Sometimes I got to turn the tables. So, all right, uh, we are. That's going to do it. Um, next week, uh, or next next time, uh, we will. We're not choosing. Um, apparently, I don't like to choose right now. Um, but uh, we have uh, Shazam Part 2 coming out soon. So uh, in, in a uh, run-up to Shazam Part 2 and us uh, covering that, we are going to cover Shazam, which is a newly fostered young boy in search of his mother, instead finds unexpected superpowers and soon gains a powerful enemy. That's it. It's uh, the first Shazam. I'm sorry, I'm washing my hair that day. No, you're not, because we already recorded it. Again, <laughs> time travel is a thing. That's 2019's Shazam. Um, so, look for that one. Damn it. Yeah, you already got put on the hook for that one. Uh, that's going to do it for today. Our intro and outro music is Demon by JVNA. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel over at smokinganddrinkingincapes.com slash Discord. <laughs> you can also email us at smokinganddrinkingincapes at outlook.com. Be sure to go visit the Gunna Geek Network for other great shows over at gunnageek.com. For this week, I'm Rob. And I'm Jason. No, you're has not. has to watch fucking Shazam. No, you're oh, that's Moto. Right. I'm Moto. Yeah, you're I'm Moto. Moto. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a laser beam on your forehead? No. No? No, that's where you put the nickels. <laughs> oh. oh, you've got a nickel slot. Right. All right. All right. All right. Perfect. We'll see you next time. <laughs>